Welcome to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman and Friends, the original podcast for next gen and Kidman leaders. Let's see who joins Jim on this episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Club Podcast uh, with Jim Weidman. It is great to be here on another month, and I have a good friend with me this month that I'm really excited about. Adam Duckworth is in the house. Hey, everybody. How are you? Well, they're doing good. They're doing good. And Jim, thanks for having me. Hey, it's good to be here. And uh, some of you know Adam from All Orange Things. He has been the host of the camps. Yeah, Camp uh, Kid Kid Jam. Camp Kid Jam. For eight years now, I've been hosting. that's unreal. It is. The dorm beds are starting to get to my back, Jimmy. Well, you know, you ought to just stay at a better hotel. I know. I'm going to have to work that into my contract, yeah, I, would, I think. I would work that contract. Uh, and you know how to work a contract. I'm trying. You know, I'm trying to. Yeah, you got to work that contract, but uh, it's good. And uh, Adam has been a family pastor. Yes. And uh, now you are moving into the ranks of senior pastor. Correct. Yeah, my actual title is lead communicator, which is the senior pastor role. Uh, We didn't use the pastor term just because we're trying not to put the walls up between us and the community. It might have a connotation with that term, but that is the role I'm in, the senior pastor role. That is so great. And where's your new church now? Uh, We're downtown Harbor Church in downtown Fort Lauderdale, Florida. There you go. We actually meet at a kid's museum. It's a kid's science museum, and we meet at the theater upstairs, and the kids are actually able to meet in the museum spaces. And it's just a really cool thing. It's just a cool journey that we're going on. It's awesome. That is great. Yeah. Now, uh, this month, we're going to talk a little bit about volunteers. Right. And uh, you and Sue Miller... Yes. Wrote a book. It's It's been about a year now, a year and a half. We did. We wrote Not Normal. It came out last February. Okay. So we're just a year and a month into it or so. And then you came out with a second book. Correct. We did. Now, what gave you and Sue the idea for this whole Not Normal thing? Well, Sue and I had known each other for years, and we had both worked with volunteers. I mean, in my children's and family ministry roles, I that's all I had done throughout my entire adult life was work with volunteers. And so when Sue and I started to collaborate, we said, you know, there's really not a resource that we can at least put our fingers on where a leader could pick it up and give it to their volunteers to almost help them do what they do better or to even understand their role better, to figure out this whole interesting thing called volunteering. So Sue and I partnered up to write Not Normal, Seven Quirks of Incredible Volunteers, where we took a look at those seven best traits, characteristics, we called them quirks, just to make it a little fun, and that we've seen throughout our careers in volunteers. And so we've compiled them all into one resource, not normal, and we told a lot of stories about great volunteers that we've seen, people who should be in the annals of volunteer history, just total rock stars. Yeah, now where is that annals? Well, I don't. I think it's in Sioux City, Iowa. Sioux City, Iowa. I was thinking that that's probably where it is, but I've it never been. Be. We ought to go. That's where we should. We, you know what? If it's not there, though, we should make it there. Yeah, we should make it there. So we kind of compiled all that, and we wrote "Not Normal" to what we kind of call every volunteer on the planet. And it's right. been a cool year, man. It's just yeah. been really cool to watch how this resource has helped transform the culture of volunteering within organizations, and not only churches. I mean, yeah. churches is, of course, our history, but we got a call um, probably about six months ago from a, I think it was a Red Cross in oh, Columbus, man. Ohio, who had picked up the book, and they were 
going through it with their volunteer team. That and so, so it's kind cool. of translated across nonprofits too, which has been yeah, fun. That's great. One of my favorite parts is talking about being an owner, not a renter. Yeah. And uh, I was with you when we were renting a car on one of our live to serve things. <laughs> yeah. And tell that story. Cause I love, I love the story. Well, when we were renting the car in, I think it was Birmingham. Yeah. And we were renting the car, and we had gone up to the counter, and they said, would you like the insurance? And I said, well, tell me what the insurance will get me. And the guy said to me, he said, well, you can basically bring back the steering wheel. <laughs> and I said, really? I go, I'll take it. And at the end of the day, I thought about that mentality of when you rent something versus when you own something. Yeah. So when you rent a car, you would maybe buy the insurance, maybe not care about it, take speed bumps at a higher rate. Who knows what yeah, would happen because yeah. it's not yours. But when you own a car, you would never do that. No. You'd care about it. You'd yeah. clean it up. You'd wash it. You'd make sure that it's polished. You have pride in it. You love it. And that's okay. And the same principle can be applied to you as you volunteer. So great. we tell people all the time, if you want to be a not normal volunteer, be an owner, not a renter. Yeah. So we talk about renting different things as we kind of go around and talk about this, cars, apartments, and the kind of different mentality. And to hear people kind of respond to that, to say, yeah. hey, I moved today from a renter to an owner, and I'm going to do this from this point on. This is it's, It just means the world to us. Yeah, I remember uh, on Orange Tour this year, mm -hmm. I got to teach yeah. the book yeah. and some things from that. And just seeing people, the light come on when people mm -hmm. understand this concept yeah, and see the difference. Well, you know, I really do need to take a step toward ownership. Sure. And one of the other things that we talk about when you're an owner is the importance of consistent volunteering. That a renter might want to show up once a month or once a right. quarter. But if you're an owner, you understand how important it is to show up in the life of a kid or teenager every single week. Yeah. And we know that every week doesn't mean every week because people take vacations and they have job, right. whatever. Even convicts get time off for good behavior. <laughs> That's what we're saying, right? But if you're an owner, you understand how important that is to invest in the life of the next generation. So, yeah. And I think, you know, uh, I have seen both sides of the spectrum. I've seen folks that give you just whatever commitment, sure. you know, that you ask for. And I've seen other folks that are every week volunteers. And the difference mm. consistency makes. The difference consistency makes is everything because, yeah. especially, uh, you know, related to the idea of leading small, which I know you and yeah. I have played in that area and believe in that, I, I, I feel like it would be almost impossible to build a relationship with a kid well, yeah. if you showed up once a month. Well, you know, Barna now is talking about that every other week is, is the new every week. Correct. And you take divorce, kids from a divorce background, and, you know, if every time that child shows up, there's a different person there, how in the world can any kind of relationship be formed? Exactly. Yeah, it's just crazy. And going back to even the church plant that I'm involved in now, one of the things that we have sat around the table about as a leadership team and discussed yeah. about our first six months is what is the thing that is one of the most difficult things we deal with? It's the, right. this idea that people just don't go to church as often anymore. Yeah. No matter how good your experience is, life has changed and we want them there more, but it just doesn't always happen. People who come once a month consider yeah. your church their home. Yeah. And so that is why consistency is so important too. You know, I've been out of Bible college for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just crazy that everything I learned is obsolete. Uh, but, 
you know, if you told me back when I was in Bible college that a child that got to come to church eight to 12 times a year was faithful. Yeah. Uh, I'd have told you, you know, you're smoking something. Right. <laughs> you know, because, you know, it's, it's just crazy. But today in our culture, that's as often as people can come. Unfortunately, it is yeah. the truth. It and, really is. And so, you know, Sue asked me last year in uh, our first Live to Serve thing when we started talking about this concept. And uh, she asked me, what do you want for your grandson when he comes to church more than anything else. And I had, you know, it didn't take me long to figure out what I really want is a consistent worker. That's it. I just want somebody that cares and will care on a regular basis. That's an owner. Yeah, that's an owner. That's an owner who will care and invest in his life, yeah. saying the same thing that his parents and yeah. you are saying. So, And, you know, that's, that is so neat. And now where can people order that book? Well, they can get it on Amazon. They can get yeah. it on the Orange Store or any of our events that we put on throughout the year. So Live to Serve, Orange Conference, Camp Orange Kid Jam, Tour. Orange Tour, all those events that we do throughout the country, Not Normal is available all over that. That is so good. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere in this mix of yes. things, you and Sue said, let's do another book. Well, it, it was almost not even Sue and I. It was... So Not Normal is specifically written to volunteers. Right. Now, we think that people who lead volunteers, coaches, team leaders, staff people, could pick up Not Normal and read it, and they should, oh, and they yeah. will totally benefit from yeah, it. Yeah, it made a lot of sense to me yeah. from any level. But one of the things we heard consistently from leaders was, how do I help my volunteers be owners and not renters. Can you give me some practical things to do? One of our quirks is small is big. Right. The idea that the smallest things we do can have the biggest results. So how leaders would come and say to us, how do I help my volunteers do that? Give me some practical tips. And we heard this over and over and over again. So Sue and I kind of went back to the drawing board and took each one of our quirks and laid out five practical steps under each one of the seven quirks that leaders could do to help their volunteers do that better. That's and great. so we spent the you know last six months or so developing this content and writing, and that came out in January. And the response to that has yeah. just been phenomenal yeah. because the number one question I've gotten throughout my ministry career, and you've probably heard the same thing, is... How do I either recruit more volunteers, train my volunteers, get a better volunteer culture? What can right. I as a leader do? And we just gave them some real practical tips. So That's great. Yeah. Now, what's the name of the new book? Leading Not Normal Volunteers. Leading Not Normal Volunteers. Yes. Also available at Amazon in Orange. Okay. Um, but just, just for a quick example, I'll, I'll digress okay. for a moment. So under the small is big. We just tell people, okay, if you're going to tell your volunteers that the smallest things they do have the biggest results, for example, a birthday card, Yeah. we, we think that you should do a couple of things as a leader. Number one, yeah. make it easy for them. Give them the cards and pay the postage. Yeah. Have them fill it out and take it home. But it's just those practical things yeah. that people don't think about. So they go, okay, we're going to tell you small is big, but you're talking about a volunteer who already has a full-time schedule during the week. Right. Help them do that. Yeah. And that is just one small example of 35 principles we unpack during oh, that book great. to make that easier for leaders. And, you know, it's crazy to me. If your insurance agent can remember your birthday... Why can't we remember the birthdays? Because uh, I always say the three most important days in a kid's life is their birthday, 
Christmas, and any time they're out of school. That's it. So that's it. Right. And then, and we, we should we should capitalize on yeah, that. Yeah, on all of them. I, Absolutely. You know, just talk about when they're out of school, but. Again, birthday yeah. is so important. And I'm surprised how many people don't even remember leaders' birthdays. They don't, right? Absolutely. And then, you know, the three most important days in an adult's life is their birthday, their anniversary if they're married, and then anytime they're off work. That's it. That's it. I thought you were going to say death. No, well, they don't really remember that. <laughs> All the other people remember Everybody else remembers <laughs> yeah, that, right? everybody remembers that, but it's kind of uh, crazy just... You know, the small things that we can do to equip volunteers. It is. And make it easy. Right. And because really, at the end of the day, I don't think people really understand that uh, their job as a leader is to just make things better. For their volunteers. For their volunteers. Well, in fact, we start out the book by saying this, is that so many student pastors, kids pastors, even people who lead adult volunteers, you know, in adult programming environments, they get confused because they think their job is to lead kids or to lead students or to create programming. And it's not. It's actually to lead volunteers. The whole five-fold minister gift is to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ will be built up. That's it. And, and so it's not that prophet, uh, apostle, uh, evangelist, pastor, and teacher's job to do everything. Their job is to equip others right. to equip others. And I would go a step further to say without volunteers, yeah. leadership that you have is basically nothing. Right. Because you're, they're the people you're investing in, and they're the people who are actually in the trenches. If you take a small group leader, for example— that they are the people who are week in, week out, teaching content, walking kids through faith decisions. Not you, not the no, leader. Your no. job is to lead them. Right. And I would also, you know, we go into this in the book too, but this idea that you have to be a leader worth honoring. Yeah. One of our quirks is honor the leader. Right. But we say to leaders in this book, if you want your volunteers to honor you, you yeah. best be a leader worth yeah. honoring. So... We just kind of give a couple of examples that you better be there first. Yeah. Because a lot of people just show up whenever they want and go, oh, my volunteers will handle it. They better. When I was leading volunteers, it was so important to me. I was always the first person in the building. Oh, yeah. Always there first. That way they could see. Well, you got to model by example. That's it. And, you know, uh, my favorite Maxwell quote is if you think you're a leader and you look behind and nobody's following, you're just going for a walk. That's it. You're just going for a walk. And there's a lot of people, you know, uh, I get these questions. I know you, you do too. Uh, how do you get people to show up on time? Right. And I always say, well, the best way is for you to be the first one there. Exactly. And then someone's going to ask, what time did you get here? Right. What are you doing? I'm just getting stuff ready. Right. And they're going to come early and they're going to get stuff ready. Right. A couple of things that we do in the book related to showing up on time is talking about um, in the fourth quirk, which is you, me, and we, kind of this idea of teamwork and some of the best relationships you could ever have in your life are built around the people you volunteer with. We talk about having a huddle, which is a pre-service meeting with your volunteers. And we've heard over and over and over again, I can't get people to show up on time. Right. They won't show up. In my experience with volunteers, I've gotten people to show up on time for a number of reasons. Number one, because that 15 minutes that they would have before they go into their environment to serve 
is in is a fifteen minute period that cannot be replaced in their no. week. It's potentially the most important fifteen minutes of their week where they do what? They build community with their other volunteers. Right. You have a chance to vision cast to them. They get to interact with their coach and most importantly, they pray before they go in. Because so often volunteers are kind of running in with their hair on fire from their car because they're late or whatever. And that time that they get to spend together is just so meaningful for people. And that's a huge win in creating that for your team because so many people bail on that idea because they give up before they start because they got, can't get my volunteers to show up on time. And you know, the whole thing of the first question everybody asks is how do you get volunteers? Right. The second question is how do you get volunteers to not think of ministry as babysitting? Oh, well, and you know, in that huddle or what what I used to call VIP, the old, you know, sharing vision, sharing information, and you were an acronym guy, weren't you? Well, you got it. So I, many acronyms. Uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Now, I'm not all Craig Jutilla up in here, <laughs> but uh, right under that, you know. Yeah, it's great. And uh, you know, Craig, you know, lunch first leadership. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just everything. Let's go to lunch. You know, leadership, <laughs> understanding. You know. Yeah. And uh, but you know, for us. Just hearing God's stories mm-hmm. and letting everybody talk about, you know, I would start every meeting with my volunteers saying, tell me what's God's doing. Right. Tell me what God's doing in the life of these kids yeah. and families and parents. And you know why that's so important? It's not necessarily so important for that person who has a story to be able to tell it, even though right. that's important too. It's important for the other volunteers to hear it. Right. Because... So many of our volunteers don't have great weeks very often. No, no. In fact, it's hard to lead fourth grade boys. Yeah. And you think you might not ever get anywhere with them because you get into volunteering thinking that someday these kids are going to come up to me and say, thank you so much for all the spiritual <laughs> influence you've had in my life right. and how you've put me on a better path and direction. And I know Jesus as my, you don't hear that a lot, but what you do see is week to week madness yeah. Uh, but when you hear stories that are wins in that huddle VIP time, it lets you see that you're a part of a bigger story and that you actually are winning in ways that you may not see. You know, I've been doing the, walking down this path a long time. And the funny thing is my original 12-year-olds are turning 53. Wow. And, uh, you know, they're on Facebook. Yeah. And they all tell you about all this stuff. And I ask, you know, do you still play that music when, you know, you... You give an altar call, and you know, no, well, we do things a little different. You know, they think, <laughs> they think you're still locked somewhere in 1976. Right, right, right. But it's it's just amazing to me that um, you know there's not those thank yous now, mm-hmm. but there's those thank yous later, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's what it's all about. We we go into this. This is actually the last quirk. And if you've been at Live to Serve and you're listening to this, you've heard Sue Miller talk about this and. So often, it's this idea that volunteers can't always see it. Right. And leaders, it's our job to remind volunteers that just because you can't always see it doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. And you may not get to hear the rest of a person's faith story in ways you might someday. They may come full circle and you may hear that. 
But just because you don't doesn't mean you didn't have an impact. Doesn't mean you should get discouraged and doesn't mean you should stop because your influence, you may never know this side of heaven. Yeah. You really, and that's cliche because you hear that going, hey, please show up again yeah. because you know, you're going to get your crowns or whatever people have said for years, which I don't know where they got all that from, <laughs> but that's what I've been told when I've had yeah. a bad day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we really truly can't see the impact that we've had. We don't know what goes on in someone's heart and life and what they remember and what they take forward into their future. But I've just been reminded by the stories that we can see that it is happening in big exponential ways. We just don't see it all. No. And, you know, we just had a couple of kids in our ministry out in Oklahoma, the Mm -hmm. little church that I'm helping. Uh, They were killed in a trailer fire. And it was just the saddest thing in the whole wide world. But it was literally... They were in small group. They were in large group. They were there the week before, and bam, that week it was all over. Yeah. And every leader and every person got to see and hear and just hear that story of the mm-hmm. difference that they that was made in these kids' life. I mean, right. they're you know because of poverty and the situation they were in, going to church was the highlight of their week. Right. Right. And and it's just. Uh, I hate when we have to have things like that to wake us up to realize it. And as a leader, it's your job right. to remind them that you are making a difference. Sure. What you're doing is important. It's your job to keep their stories rolling yeah. in. Yeah. Because more than likely, your volunteers are not going to tell you their stories. No. It just doesn't come human nature to, you know, to go, hey, this happened to me last week. Right. Now, some people will tell you, but not all of them. So it's your job to kind of pull those stories yeah. out and to tell them so that other volunteers are inspired and people can be encouraged that they are making a difference in the lives of the kids that they lead. That, that is so good. So both these books, uh, I recommend both of them. Thanks. And you Thanks, ought to Jim. check it out. It is uh, really great. Now, do y'all have another book in the works? Not yet. I mean, Not we're working. Yet. Here's what we're working on right now. What Sue and I are working on right now is we find that some of the topics in leading not normal volunteers we want to expand on. Right. So, for example, what we're doing is we are writing some blog articles that oh, we're going to cool. turn into some ebooks mm-hmm. and kind of expand that. So, um, for example, so let me give you a couple of examples. Sue just wrote a fen- phenomenal article. If you want to go on notnormalbook.com to our okay. blog. I didn't know about that. Yeah, there's a site. Yeah. Good. You can go all... Yeah, I know. We're moving and shaking here, Jim. Well, I know you were on the Twitters. Yes, we're on the Twitters. Instagrams. You're on the Twitters, Instagrams, but had no idea there was a site. There's a site. Now, what is it again? Notnormalbook.com. Notnormalbook. So... I'll tell you about Sue's blog article that she wrote and the one I'm working on and how we're going to turn this into longer, you know, stuff for leaders to use. But um, on this site, there are actually videos that you can share with your team that describe each quirk. There are Instagram videos. There are images that you can share with quotes from the book on your church's social media or whatever. So it's really cool. That is good. But Sue just wrote an article, and these are some of the things we're going to talk about in the future and expand on. Sue just wrote an article on, I think it was the top four or five reasons that parents and kids should volunteer together. That's good. So 
people always ask us, should we allow this? Should we do this? And we think absolutely. Yes, absolutely. We think that when parents serve together, that not only is the family strengthened, but they are more likely to stay in the game long-term. They feel a sense of ownership, all that kind of stuff. Memories are made. So Sue is talking about that, and we're going to expand on that topic and make it kind of an ebook, downloadable stuff. And I am working on a current topic that is going to come out about coaching structure okay. and why it's so important to have a coaching structure in your ministry uh, related to volunteers. Coaching structures are something that so many people desire, right. but very few people have. And we kind of equate that back is that people have never really had that unpacked for them of how it looks specifically. And so we're going to start talking about those things and those topics. And so um, we're going to talk about why teenagers could be the most important volunteers in your organization. So we're doing all kinds of that. So that's going to maybe be the next book that we're doing. That's great. You know, what's exciting to me is how many folks are moving their high school programming off Sundays. Yes, so they can serve. And, and, and it's just, you know, the goal is for every single person in that youth group to serve. It's so interesting to me that there's still a mindset out there, because I've seen it yeah. and I've encountered it. There's still a mindset out there that when teenagers serve, they won't get as much out of it oh my goodness. versus sitting through a lecture, basically. Yeah. And I have fought this forever with people. And I want to say, if you think that a teenager is not getting something out of volunteering in any position, running a tech board, dancing, teaching a small group, if you think that a teenager is not getting enough out of that, I would have to question a lot of logic related to that because I don't understand it. I have seen more teenagers stay with the church because we gave them the opportunity to be the church when they were with us. That way they stayed with the church when they left us. Well, you know, the first thing that I was taught when I started working with children back in the 70s is that 10% of what you hear uh, is is all you're going to grasp. Right. And it was the lowest form of, of, you know, being able to retain information. And the top form was, you know, saying it, doing it, experiencing it. Absolutely. And, and, and so, you know, for this, to, for me, it's just come full circle. I totally agree. And it's all about, I don't know of a better way to disciple any age person than to get them involved in serving and doing and giving back. That's, that's in, I'm sitting here only because I did that. Yeah. I started as a volunteer. So I started yeah, out. Too. I started out in ministry as a small group leader uh, in 2001, and it was the rest is history. Because had I never engaged with volunteering, I never 2001 would be. 2001 isn't that long. It's ago. only 15 years, baby. It's not very long. <laughs> I went on staff in 2001 too, so it you didn't know, take me long. You know, I've had this beard since 1975, and it's looking good. But you know and, what? Hey, if you don't, if you haven't seen Jim lately, and you saw him last year, he had the yeard. Yeah, yeah. It's Adam, gone though. Adam did not like the yard. Well, there he were, loves me. I do. He loves me, but the yard had to go. The yard, and when did it go? It went uh, December first. December first, because it was creeping out small children. Well, that's right, and you know you got to watch really that. It was really kind of so, creepy. Yeah, it was getting creepy. It was getting long. But when I saw you like at conference and you were working on it, like in yeah. May, like it was good. But when I saw you on tour, Jim, it was it was pretty long. Yeah, I looked like a homeless guy. <laughs> I 
I looked a little homeless. Yes. Yeah, it, it kind of went past Duck Dynasty and went past Wizard. It was I was going into Wizard mode. You were going into Wizard. You were ZZ Top mode almost. Oh, it was. It you was, were like in Back to the Future 3, one of those guys playing. I, I, I will tell you the truth. I did stand around in a Walmart one time seeing if someone would give me some money. Did they? No. Did they ask no. for your autograph or your picture? No. Um, they did kind of say, uh, why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah, that was, that was yeah. a familiar question. Yeah. Did you lose a bet? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just something crazy. No, it's been a fun It's been a fun year. It's been... Um, it's been really cool to yeah. kind of just inspire and I, leaders. I and, loved watching this whole process yeah. because, you know, what started as a book and then we actually did, you know, live to serve. That was our theme for two years. Right. We've kind of carried this through yeah. 10 cities almost. Yeah, that is unreal. And conferences and tours. And we taught it. And I know you taught it on tour last year yeah. a number of times. And yeah. so did I. And so did Sue. And it was really fun to watch people grasp that. Yeah. It really was. So. Because, you know, there was a lot of leaders that attended those sessions, mm -hmm. but just to have something for volunteers. That uh, is, it's so, so true. So uh, is there like a bulk discount that yeah. people want to oh, yeah. buy this for all of their workers? Absolutely. If you had an orange store, you can buy in bulk for your volunteers. We've heard of people giving them out at their fall kickoff. Yeah. We've heard of people giving them out as Christmas presents. We've done all kinds of stuff. Um, and it has been really cool to see that. But yeah, go to the orange store. It's orangestore.org and you can get them at bulk discount there. That was great. Absolutely. Well, Adam, thanks so much. Oh, Jim, thanks blog. for having me, man. And hey, and what everybody might not know is that you and I have another connection. Well, we are big fans of the greatest ride at, that Disney has ever made. Hands down, the best in history. That's the best in history, and that is the Country Bears Jamboree. I'm telling you right now. I saw I saw him last now week. Now you go every week. I go there a lot because you know I do that too. I do. Gotta, you have like a season pass. Yeah, I have a season yeah. pass. I got to tell you, Jim. Of all the times I've ever seen the Bears last week, I've never seen them as on as they were they, last they've week. They've really been practicing. Oh man, are they strumming those banjos? Oh, it's great. Gosh, and your daughter and I have the same birthday. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, and, uh, Yancey and I. It's kind of crazy. So uh, Yancey's a big fan of the Country Bears. Is she? Oh yeah. Well, that's where she. Now she mm -hmm. don't love it as much as you know, Big Al. Right. Oh, Big He's Al. He's my man. That's your favorite. That's my guy. Mine is Liver Lips McGraw. There you go. Liver He's Lips awesome. McGraw. <laughs> he hey is. Jim, thanks hey. for having me, man. Hey, thanks Adam, and uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. And uh, if we can help in any way, uh, just contact me at jimwideman.com. We'd love to uh, be able to answer any questions that you might have. And uh, you can, we can discuss this, and uh, you can answer some questions at kidmencoach.com and look on the club podcast group, and uh, we'll be able to answer your questions. Thanks so much. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Club Leadership Podcast with Jim Weidman. To continue the conversation online, go to kidmencoach.com and click on the club group. For more information about Jim, his blog, books, and resources, as well as his infused coaching program, go to jimweidman.com. At Jim Weidman Ministries, we're committed to building strong leaders.